Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Thursday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harris here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. Going to start off this podcast today the same way we've been doing here uh, pretty often since the election, which was just a month ago. Tough to believe that that it's only been a month since that happened. It's gone by fast in so many ways, but uh, at the same time, it feels like it's taken a long time. And folks, there is some really interesting and, and really shocking evidence that just came out today. So I wanted to take a few minutes to cover it here. Uh, today, there was the Georgia Senate committee hearing um, where Rudy Giuliani and the Trump legal team, as they've done now four or five times from Arizona, Nevada, Michigan, now Georgia, they're holding these hearings all over the country in these swing states that look to have substantial voter fraud. And folks, that's all it, all it took here. You know, to anyone who says there wasn't widespread voter fraud, they, in some ways, you could be right. It was very strategic the way that they did this and tried to conceal it. Very smart about how they, they went about this. But some truly incredible, maybe the most convincing evidence to date came out today. Jackie Pick, who is a lawyer, not on Trump's legal team, but brought forth this footage her and her team uh, got from the State Farm Arena in Georgia. And folks, I if you haven't seen this yet, I highly encourage you to look up this video. I believe you can find it on Right Side News. It's on YouTube. Um, I think OAN may have covered it as well. But you can find it on YouTube. I'm, I'm sure it's on Twitter everywhere as well. So they found the full surveillance tape of the area that they were using in the arena. Now, if you remember back to election night, there was supposedly a water leak that forced them to stop counting at 10.30 p.m. Everyone was told to go home. They were told to leave and that the count was going to be stopped. So the media left, the Republican poll watchers left, everyone cleared out and went home. And then the footage shows a few minutes after everyone clears out, four people stayed behind. And guess what? They did not stop counting. They waited until everyone left and they continued to count for hours uh, up until 1 a.m. where they were supposedly, uh, I guess not supposedly, but uh, Republican poll watchers were alerted to this. They came back to find people were still there. And this is where it really got interesting, though, in the video. At about 11 o'clock, so maybe 30 minutes or so after uh, everyone had cleared out, these four people who were in the building still begin to pull out suitcases that were hidden underneath a, a table that had a tablecloth over it. Uh, it's tough to tell from the video, but you can't really see under the table. And it just so happens that these suitcases are full of ballots. Now, Jackie Pick, who was explaining what happened, they went back and they just got the footage yesterday, so they haven't had a chance to watch it in real time yet, but you see it in a condensed version on a sped-up timeline. The lady who goes in to tell everybody that they need to leave and go home put this table there in the morning. It's unclear exactly when the suitcases were put underneath the table, uh, but so when they went back and watched the footage, they found that the other ballots weren't stored in suitcases. So why were these suitcases 
containing ballots. All the other ballots were contained in USPS containers marked, not suitcases. So what they're saying is this was clearly not the operating procedure. And if that was the case, that this was the operating procedure, which, uh, you know, I won't rule it out of the realm of possibility. It certainly seems unlikely. But uh, so there were at least four full suitcases of ballots. And, and like I said, I mean, if this was the procedure, somebody comes in and, and, and testifies to that, then then maybe that, that's a very slim chance. I'm just trying to cover all of the bases here. What could have possibly happened? But so the, the first question is, though, even if these were legitimate ballots, why are they counting when everyone was told to stop? Why did they wait to leave or why did they wait for everyone to leave before they began to count these ballots in suitcases and not the ones that were in the boxes. So the way that she explained it here, the machines that they were counting these ballots with can do about 3,000 ballots an hour. They did this for a minimum of two hours there. So just as a quick point of reference here, Trump, by a few different standards, is trailing from anywhere between twelve and 15,000 votes as a couple of days ago in Georgia. So if they had just three machines running for two hours at 3,000 ballots an hour, that's 18,000 votes. That's just enough to give Biden the lead. So with only this piece of evidence right there, that could be enough to overturn Georgia in favor of Trump. Now, and the, the hearing went on after that. There are multiple other ways that they could have cheated in Georgia as well. I'm just going to cover that one here today for the sake of time. But I highly encourage you to go back and watch this hearing because, folks, it's absolutely shocking. I, I could not believe what I was watching here. It was unbelievable. So, I know that we've been talking about this for a month now, but this is probably the most shocking piece of evidence that has come forward up to this point. Uh, like, like I said, there's multiple other ways that this could they could have cheated here. Uh, they had someone on talking about the Dominion software once again and the discrepancies they found. Something like on Dominion machines, 78% of the votes went to Biden. Now, if you look at every other metric, whether it was write-in ballots, um, the other legitimate ways of voting, Biden only received like 46% of votes. So how did only on, it just so happens that only on Dominion machines, he won by 78%. That seems a little bit like it deserves an investigation. That's all. And like we've been talking about here, if the Democratic side wanted a free and fair election, and they, they could really rub this in Trump's face. Hey, you, you claimed fraud. And we've counted these ballots 10 times now. And guess what? You lost 10 times. They would love to say that to Trump. So the fact that they aren't stepping up to try to do something like that seems very shady. Very shady. Um, it's just absolutely unbelievable. So stay tuned, folks. It's already been an interesting ride. But we believe that things are just now starting to heat up and we'll keep you posted to every bit of it here. Please subscribe to receive our podcast every day at the market close. Uh, we'll keep you updated on this. We'll keep you up to updated on market action. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Now, let's take a look at the market action today. Uh, we got a little bit of a mixed finish here on the day. All of our major indexes were higher earlier in the day. But we finished just about at the lows of the day here. Uh, there does seem to be some momentum 
building around the next round of stimulus funding here. Now, of course, we've heard this story before a few times, but it is more crucial now than it has been at previous times in this year. And that's because many of the current relief plans, such as mortgage forbearance or the moratorium on evictions, will be up at the end of this year. The pausing of federal student loan payments will also be up at the end of the year. Unemployment benefits for just about every group out there, the additional benefits will also be up on December 31st of this year. So you can see, and that's just a few of the items that are up at the end of this year. So you can see how crucial the relief bill is now. So the way we see it, it's unlikely that we enter the new year without at least some sort of bridge to help these people out and get these items extended, especially right now when we have a few tyrants across our nation who are still trying to enforce lockdowns on their citizens. The mayor of LA coming out today saying basically you can't go anywhere. Um, Everything is going to be shut down. Absolutely unbelievable tyrants, absolute tyrants. Um, But it's looking like the new package will be just under $1 trillion in relief. That is a number that both sides could probably agree to, especially if it covers the things that I just mentioned. Uh, Also, some of the other items that are up at the end of this year is the deferral of payroll taxes and the relief for state and local governments. So again, this is crucial that it gets done before the end of this year. But looking at the markets, it would seem that the markets are starting to price in that this is this is a done deal here. Um, and we say that because our markets have been going higher. Uh, we think we might be looking at a bit of a buy the rumor, sell the news event here, buying the rumor now of a stimulus deal getting done. Uh, and then by the time that this deal would get done, our markets are nearing extreme overbought territory now. By the time this deal would get done, we'd be at extreme overbought on steroids. So it could be almost perfect timing for a sell the news kind of event, selling the news being the uh, the stimulus bill being passed. So looking at our markets on the day, we finished with three out of our four major indexes higher on the day. The Russell 2000 small caps led the way up 0.58% to 1,848 We were followed there by the Dow, up 0.29% to 29,969. It was an an interesting close, though, here for the Dow. In about the last 45 minutes of trading, we, excuse me, in about the last 45 minutes of trading, we fell almost uh, about 200 points into the close to finish just right about the, just barely off the lows of the day today. And we saw a similar story there with the NASDAQ and the S&P 500, both finishing just about at the lows of the day. The NASDAQ was up though 0.23% to 12,377. And the S&P are one sector to finish lower on the day, down pretty flat on the day, 0.06% to 3,666. Looking at our internals on the day, we do get, we have been getting some strong numbers here, and those strong numbers continue today. Uh, hitting a quick refresh here, they're actually better than I, I saw a minute ago. The NYSE advanced declines, almost 2 to 1 positive on the day today. NASDAQ positive there as well. New 52-week highs to lows, though, just, I mean, continue to soar here. Now, after this refresh, it looks like we got over 
almost 500 stocks hitting new 52-week highs to just 12 hitting new 52-week lows. So a big beat there. And lastly here, volume. Almost, not quite, but almost 2-to-1 positive for the NYSE and the NASDAQ came in strongly positive here as well. Looking at our sectors on the day, we finished with six out of our 11 S&P 500 sectors higher on the day today. We were led by energy and we were followed there by real estate, which housing was beaten up yesterday, down pretty big, over 2% on the HGX. But we got all of those losses back and then some today. HGX, the housing index, was up a big 2.76% today, followed there by industrials, consumer discretionary, and consumer staples. Our laggards on the day were utilities, materials, and communication services. And I want to point out here, technology was one of our laggards as well, down just one-tenth of one percent. So not a big down day, but the semis hit a new all-time high this morning. They peaked in morning trading, though, and finished at their lows of the day today. So as we talk about here often, we want to see tech leading the market and semis lead tech. So to see tech and the semis Finishing lower on a day like today, which when they were hitting new all-time highs, is not what you want to see, but we'll certainly be keeping an eye on it here. Finally for today, our VRA commodity watch. Gold now higher on the day at 0.81% to 1,845 an ounce. GDX, I do want to point out the GDX, which is the mine, the gold miners ETF, did finish down today, 1.28%. So that's not what we want to see from this group. You'd like to see the miners lead the metal here. Looking at silver, finished up just over, or sorry, now up just over half a percent to $24.21 an ounce. Copper down today uh, just over three-tenths of 1% to $3.47 a pound. And oil now up 0.84% to $45.66 a barrel. Lastly here for today, Bitcoin up Big here today, up one point, not huge for Bitcoin, but still a nice day, up 1.39% and getting close again to that new all-time high, right around its all-time highs right now at 19362 a Bitcoin. Folks, that is all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Click the podcast link at the top. We'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.